Bhagavad So today is the 11th of February, 2022. And at this time we set our hearts on this practice of mindfulness. And to cultivate mindfulness, we need to have patient endurance because it's the nature of our minds to proliferate and think all the time about all different types of moods and sense impressions. And when these sense impressions enter our hearts and our hearts lack mindfulness that's stable, then the heart chases after these sense impressions and feelings. And this gives rise to the experience of dukkha, of suffering in the mind. And the Buddha taught for us to practice deeds of merit in the beginning. This is a very important point in practice. This is something the Buddha taught on Magga Puja. He taught for us to abandon that which is unwholesome by way of body, speech, and mind to train our minds in virtue. And it's difficult to, for, for a practitioner to see clearly. And because of this, the mind clings to all the different sense impressions and moods. So therefore we have to train our mind, our minds to be mindful, to have our mindfulness be firm and well established. It's just like we have a big boat and the boat throws an anchor overboard. This anchor gives the boat stability such that no matter how much the wind blows or even if a storm comes, then the boat can be stable and not go anywhere. In the same way we have the kamatana, the meditation object, to care for our minds. And there are many types of meditation objects. For instance, there is the recollection of the Buddha, Buddha Nusati, on the in-breath, Bhut, on the out-breath, Do. This is Buddha Nusati. And also the Anapanasati, the keeping in mind the breath. So we train our minds to have mindfulness in this way, to be with the breath, to be with the meditation word all the time, to make it so that we we're used to it, so that we're familiar with this practice, so that this practice becomes a house for our hearts, becomes a resting place, a home for our hearts to rest in. And then when our minds gather in samadhi, then we can see sense impressions clearly. And the cultivation of loving kindness, metta bhavana, is the same way. It's an object of mind to bring our mind to peace and collectedness. And so we know already that that which bothers and agitates the mind continuously is this liking and disliking, this anger and wishing to harm, some busyness and worry, doubt and feeling agitated. And these are all things that cover over, hinder the mind the five hindrances. And so we cultivate samadhi, we practice samadhi in order to compete with these old habits that we're so used to, that we're used to proliferating all the time. And so we practice to control this habit, to bring our mind to peace. And this is the right way to practice. 
and we'll have moments where the mind gathers in samadhi sometimes, and in those moments the mind feels cool. And then we can use that occasion to contemplate the important points of the truth of nature, the truth of reality, that the nature of all materiality and mentality is that there are conditions whose, whose nature is to arise, stay for a little while, and cease. And the mind that doesn't know this clearly, it's normal that this mind will cling, and this clinging is the cause for suffering to arise. So in, in our Dhamma practice, we have to fight with these kilesas, these defilements. In the beginning, it's something that's hard to do, as the defilements are very subtle as well. The practitioner that has generosity and virtue is able to control and win over the defilements on a coarse level. And then in our middling level, we train our mindfulness and samadhi to be firm. Then we contemplate. We see that the mind that gives rise to knowledge and understanding gives rise to brightness, and this can happen sometimes. And the bright mind is the mind that's not liking, not disliking. This is the mind that's radiant and luminous. This is the way to see the Dhamma. Because in truth the Dhamma is revealed already. It's something that the Buddha taught, but whether the Buddha realized awakening or didn't realize awakening, the Dhamma element, the nature of Dhamma, is this way already. This is the, way, the reality of nature that's already there. So the Buddha was able to know this reality, to awaken to it. And if we practice following his teachings, then we'll start to understand for ourselves more and more clearly. And it can be hard but if we practice often, we keep persevering, that our minds will give rise to more and more understanding. Our minds will become better and improve. Because this term bhavana means uh, cultivation and development of the mind. And we know that for the body to be strong, the body needs to exercise and to move. And in terms of the training of the mind, we train it to be still. And sometimes we may think that stillness, the mind that's still, is the mind that has no wisdom. But in truth, wisdom arises from the still mind. This is what gives rise to clear wisdom. And wisdom of one type is the wisdom that comes from thinking. And this can give rise to understanding, but it's not able to cut off the defilements in the heart. But another type of wisdom is that which is arising from meditation, from bhavana. And this is wisdom of a higher type. As wisdom that comes from thinking and memory can help us, but not very much. The wisdom that comes from practice is clearer. So may you train in this in practice, to train in mindfulness a lot all day long to bring the mind to stability and firmness, to bring the mind to the path of Dhamma. And when the time is right, for example, right now, then we can practice meditation 
cultivate mindfulness and samadhi formally to train our minds not to think about other things but to put down all our work, to put down all our duties and all our worries and concerns. And this is something that we should do some of the time. We're not able to do it all throughout the whole day, but in the beginning we practice to do it some of the time. Maybe 30 minutes, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, for example. And gradually the busyness and agitation in the mind reduces we may give rise to samadhi sometimes, for instance, for about 10 minutes. And this already is a great fruit arising in one's dhamma practice. When the mind's collected and peaceful like this, then we contemplate to see the truth, the truth of materi materiality and mentality, that they are impermanent, stressful, and not self. And the way to realize this samadhi, this collectedness, is loving-kindness, compassion, watching the in-and-out breath, repeating Budo. These are all objects of mind to help our mind be less distracted and busy, to bring the mind to be free of liking and disliking, to bring the mind to stillness and collectedness, to be able to see the truth. We can compare it to water in a pond. When the water is still, then the water reflects and we can see clearly. The still mind is the same way. When the mind has busyness and liking and disliking, the five hindrances are covering over the mind, then we can't see clearly. It's just giving rise to me and mine, the sense of self constantly. So we have to train our hearts we have to cultivate and develop them a lot. To cut off that which is unwholesome, to do that which is wholesome, and to bring our minds to, the f to purity, to fulfillment. And this is the heart of the Buddha Sasana. And to bring wholesomeness to its culmination, to fulfillment, is to bring the mind to samadhi, to be able to bring the mind to peace, to control the achilleses to a degree. And then one can contemplate to cut off the defilements, to bring the mind to more and more emptiness in order to control this delusion, to win over delusion. And if we can do this just once, then we see the path of practice. We give rise to a clear knowledge give rise to brightness and luminosity. And at that time, one's practice is stable. So may you use this time to cultivate and train your minds to the point of firmness and stability. May you set your hearts on this. And having finished listening to the talk, may you now set your hearts on this meditation practice and this cultivation of samadhi.